Your mom is super annoying. <laughs> That's how you want to start this podcast, motherfucker. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did not realize that. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Take number two, apparently. Uh, I don't know. Multiples, mate. Multiples. Um, so this is an entitled, untitled podcast. Untitled. <laughs> also untitled. an entitled podcast. It's also that. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, white and brown entitlement going into this podcast. I think it's mainly white. You know my opinion about oh, that. Mate, uh, mate. Inside jokes, number one of 2000. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Welcome. I'm Alberto. Uh, I am Chai. Um, and I am having Chai. Are you? That's Kinda. English breakfast. That's not chai. Well, that suits me, doesn't it? Well, I'm having a coffee. Fair okay? enough, fair enough, fair enough, Mr. Fair enough. Just, just to implement the stereotypes, chai here is Indian, and I'm Italian. We are currently living in Berlin, and we are fulfilling our stereotype by having breakfast with coffee and tea. And while we're doing this, we're really recording it. Although all of our conversations should be recorded regardless. Yeah, we were talking about it this morning. It's an idea I always had when I was a, a teenager. Like, mate, your life should be recorded from the day you are born to the one you are dying. And maybe even even up some, some, some day after your death, probably. Yeah. No, because it's a very dystopical thought, if you think about it. It would be super weird and fucked up. But at the same time, life is super interesting. And there's so many bullshit happening. And I remember when I was a teenager with my friends, and this guy was telling me the fucked up night he had, like, mate... This is amazing. It should be recorded. Like, yeah. And humanity should know what the fuck happened to you last night because it's seriously fucked up, but also hilarious. Yeah, but so there's, there's also this one thing. So I, I, I've had that thought a lot of times. And then I ended up watching this uh, particular Black Mirror episode where they have this little rice grain planted in your, in your head, which basically records everything that you see and experience. And it, it goes like that, okay, initially it's a great uh, tool because this guy is going for an interview and once he's out of the interview, he can read people, like he can understand what people were doing. Because when you're doing something right now, like I'm speaking to you, maybe I'm like trying to concentrate somewhere else, but once you watch it again, you can see your yeah. expressions, blah, like blah, Like when you play music, you record yourself, then you can hear it right. outside from your brain. You can analyze it yeah, exactly. a bit further out. But that tangent then led this guy to just overanalyze everything. To the point where he suspected his wife of having an affair with someone. And then it went as far that he actually figured out that she was having so, an affair. Spoiler alert, you should say. like I haven't seen Black Mirror. No, this, this, is, this is not a spoiler right okay. now. And basically at the end, someone just overanalyzing their own life. And I feel that might be dangerous. Because right now with Instagram and all of the social apps that we have, where we're recording our lives in certain ways or our experiences, people are already overanalyzing all of this information. So I'm not sure if it's a healthy tool, but it would be a great fucking tool. No, so I think, first of all, like, the real problem is more data management. Like, other people using your data because you're posting your life everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's accessible. And it's already seen, like, this fucked up company which can do face recognition by just downloading all the pictures from Facebook and all the media. Yeah. And they can recognize. That's scary. You need regulation for that. The thing is that, as a personal level, like, more like what I would do with my life completely recorded... I would be afraid, it would be amazing because it would be, it should be a tool to help you remember things happening. Not remember what everything that happened, but remember the moment. 
So okay. like you're gonna go through your files and like, ah, you remember that night that something so fucked up happened. Mm -hmm. But you should not watch it over and over, otherwise the record will take over your memory. And that's the, that's the fucked up thing. Like, that's, for example, whenever I record a song or like I take a picture and I keep listening to that, after a while in my brain, that song or that moment I picture, it's the picture or the yeah. recording, yeah. not the actual experience I had. Exactly. But the many experiences I had watching again or listening again, this thing. So, so that's, that's the fucked up part. But again, it would be also very nice to have this track of all the shit that happened to your mm. life. Because it, it is super interesting. Like I, the, the only reason why I think life is worth to be lived is that it, it is fucking interesting. Pain yeah, in the ass. I feel, I feel like if this tech has to be implemented, it uh, needs to be uh, in a certain sense. So it doesn't record everything that you do. I mean, it is recording, but it doesn't save everything that you do. When you find that that moment that you really like, like a picture, no, like you're not taking pictures all the time, but like that moment when you want to take the picture, you take the picture. So once you've lived a really cool moment, you can have like last 15 minutes of your life saved somewhere. Um, I don't know. I no, just... I would, I would say in the other way, because right. if you do that, then you're really going to substitute your memories with the recordings. While the, the interesting things of life are not just specific events, also yeah. the, you know, the, the day to day, like, like, I think like how my brain works. Sometimes I, in my memory, like I don't remember big things that happened in my life, yeah. but they clearly remember every single moment of a very useless Monday I had. Like Monday morning, I, was, I didn't go to work. I was like, yeah, I'll stay at home. And then like, I remember every detail of my fucking morning in my room. Right. Now, I, I just, I mean, I totally disagree on this particular topic. So you can go fuck yourself and your opinion. But no, my idea is that, um, just to close the topic out now, is that I feel like this is a rabbit hole that pushes us backwards instead of um, trying to create new experiences that can better other experiences. I know there's there's going to be a lot of people, especially people who are not mentally so healthy, for them, reliance and abuse. So substance abuse is because, you know, you feel a certain euphoria. That's exactly what you feel with life experiences. So this can be their life, their entire life that they're meant to be living can be replaced by just previous things that they've done or have been amazing in their life. And that would be like, substance abuse in, in some sense and i feel like people can really slip into that very quickly then maybe you you think that new technologies and like uh ideas and like these things that can really change our life should be better used maybe for an utilitaristic way so for example a murder happened you need to testify and then you the testimony agree to share his memories and then you can see what actually happened on the eyes of a person but it's not it's not that it's not an emotional and part of thing i just mm -hmm. need to to know what happened there and then I, I, I don't know, I can imagine the state or whatever, like using this technology, maybe mm -hmm. even with their own, you know, with the police, for example. Now the, with the whole thing, like yeah. you can say, okay, uh, this thing happened. Mm -hmm. We need to see the official's point of view, what happened and yeah. everything. But that would be a really objective and mit like utilitaristic use of that. Mm -hmm. Because our life experience, should we really be changed? That's a good question. Like this is how life has been lived forever. You experience things, some you remember, some you forget. You also change your memories by your bias yeah, yeah. every time, and and that's how we are. And that's the thing. Like, th should we try to use technology to change our experience of life, or just to improve our life? Sure. I mean, this is also where you you mentioned something about getting an objective view of the witness, right? That's that's also the question that how is this um, this i this this um, you know technology implemented? Is it implemented as using your eyes just as camera lenses? 
or is it used as storing memories? Because what you see is not what your memory is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes something can happen and don't notice. you felt like that was an amazing thing in that moment, but only through the, the eyes of the... If you're not processing it in, in, in your head as your biases, by the eyes it could be completely different. I think that's what director actually knows very well because yeah. you can film a thing, but your focus are somewhere. The interpretation. Yes, yeah. like what you're thinking while you're seeing this thing and recording it. It's you're very focused on that, but a person that watches afterwards yeah. just see what the camera sees, and maybe the scripts and like directors mm-hmm. need to focus a lot not to uh, point clearly out what you're what you're seeing. Right. It's not like if I would have a camera in front of my head, I would yeah. have so many amazing experience, but someone looking for outside, like, like sometimes I go biking at work, you know, mm-hmm. and I pass through this nice park and I put music on it and I'm like, mate, this would be an amazing video clip. Just me yeah, on yeah. the bike with my point of view, with all the roads and the music on the background, because I, sometimes I look at the horizon and I can see like, and there's an amazing scene. But I realized that if anybody would see that, they would focus on something else. What an idiot! Like imagine Man, you burn the red light, fucker. <laughs> like imagine you're just like dun, 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 riding into the sunset, having a good time, and the back basically there's like a fire. Like you know, something shit is happening, and the third person is like, "What a fucking loser!" Like, look at this guy. No, but that, that, yeah, that's a cool concept. And um, no, so talking about now, um, I was I wanted to talk about this whole uh, idea of direction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from the name, obviously, it just means directing. So, you know, it, what what the director is doing is taking all of these different components of, you know, cinematography and the actual words of, by the writer on the script and giving it a direction. How much do you think is the responsibility of a of a director when it comes to the actual production of the film? So in the sense that, you know, there's, there's a lot of times director or the movie gets bad reputation for perpetrating, let's say, violence or something like that. How much responsibility does the director have? Because there's 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 different uh, information that's given to him uh, about, you know, there's an idea from the writer, there's an idea from the screenplay guy and everything. But it's the director then aggregating it together. Do you, do you think directors need to have a responsibility or is it still the way right now where the production houses have to get, have all the responsibility and the liability? To be honest, I'm not the best person to ask this because okay. I have very low knowledge of the... The show business, okay. at least in the movies and stuff like that. Like right. my, un- my uncle is a director, but we never talk about right. job and stuff like that. Fair this. enough. Uh, for what I know and how I can understand work dynamics, like director has big role of merging many things and especially mm-hmm. like also talking with the production. Because mm-hmm. the production, I think, is the, the last person to say, like the, the last right. word is on the production. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they evaluate the whole final product and give right. inputs like, no, you cannot do it like this, you should do it like that, but right. not for this and this reason. Mm. So probably the, the guy paying and supporting and, and distributing the, the product mm. should be the, the most responsible one. But that doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that directors don't have their own. Like if I, if, I, I don't know, last one, Trier is doing like this super fucked up movie yeah. and it's not just the producer, just the director. Mm. And you completely disagree with the message he's giving. Yeah. Because you could, uh, I mean, he's still the one directing it. Let's say he does an Infomania two, yeah, or maybe it's a three. I don't know, uh, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, in, in, instead of trying to shock people or do whatever he usually does, yeah, he perpetrates a, a bad message. For example, that sure. rape is a good thing. I don't know. Glorifying it. Okay, glorifying yeah. rape. Yeah. I mean, maybe he was not the writer, he was not the producer, mm. but still, he's the guy that did a lot of job on it. Yeah. 
So it doesn't matter your work, your, your moral concepts are still applying. Mm. So if you think that working on that would have been good or like worth to get paid for it, sure. then it's also your responsibility. You worked on the project, right. you made it. I feel like producers just have a bias. Like imagine if I were be executively producing a movie and I've already thrown 20 million into the project. I don't just for like, there's a balance between moral responsibility and business. Mm -hmm. um, how do I balance that when I've thrown 20 million and if this project doesn't go forward, I don't make any money off of that project. I mean, I can sue the director, but for what, no? So, um, yeah, uh, again, the director can step out. You just get, find a new director. It's, it's more. Uh, yeah, but that's why when you invest, I think it's a more first, nuanced thing than. But that's uh, why before investing, you, you set up everything and you yeah. try to find a person that can sure, do the sure, job. Sure. That's that's uh, the normal thing I would say. But yeah, like it's it's still a matter of responsibility. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, it is your job. You get paid for it. And I could I could relate to any other job. Whatever you're doing, like if you discover that, for example, you're a banker mm. and you discover your bank is investing most of the money into weapon traffic or like super legal stuff Ooh, in like Africa that. and stuff. Many banks do that, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people work in banks and they don't give a fuck, or maybe they do, but then they, you know, it's it's very easy to detach yourself. Sure. So it's my job, and, and not directly doing selling weapons, but there are also people that are doing the job, discover these things, and they cannot sleep at night because of them yeah. because they know that their job is actually part of a big problem yeah and actually that's how many social banks or like uh, fair community banks, banks yeah. started no yeah. no like uh, there's a one f famous one in italy but I, i'm sure there are many all over europe and, and the world where like people are working in big corporations and they discover all the shit that happens because of the financing like uh bad markets right they call it this or like non-moral or fair market mm -hmm. and they decided to get f like this guy especially i know he, he, he fired himself and opened a bank by his own with some mm, colleagues and some sure. friends, which is a fair bank. So they ensure people that all the money that you put there, we're going to invest it, of course, because we are a bank, mm. but in... Responsibly. So, responsibly, yes, responsibly. So uh, they don't put it in the in weapon market or any kind of mar or any kind of investment that exploit people. Sure. But also they try to invest money in like social activities or like things for the environment, so not only just, they, they, they put all their business mark mm. target into, okay, we have money, but we want to make it good. We want to make it uh, worth it. Like, yeah. Because it's a job, but I still have my, my own morals. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about, see, I'm, I'm not a person who's known for his morals completely. <laughs> That's not my forte. It's not my, it's not my uh, you know, business or my trade. But again, in this whole banking situation, uh, just to cap this entire thing off that, a bank's idea is to m generate more money, right? Mm -hmm. But if they, I'm saying, yes, it's a good idea to put them in the social, um, more community-based uh, projects or even like environment-based projects, but these projects are not good return of investment, at least now. War is a great business. It brings a lot of money to people, which is why, you know, there's a, which is why we talked about business and morals and how do you balance that? And yeah, I think but you need to have a balance. Because yeah. otherwise you will be just you could just okay you know what I'm gonna just be a paid killer yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just gonna go kill people for uh, for commission and go earn a shitload of money yeah and I mean uh, what is the moral in that like you can do it but then what kind of person you are that that's that's the thing like I I understand the business is very important yeah and uh, you know my point of view on that like <laughs> I'm more like call me <laughs> no not that but you know like. Um, there's, I think that like, there's a level of decency yeah. that people must keep, you know, like yeah. also uh, if you think about politicians or like people Who that decides that level of decency because decency is subjective. It's your own morals. And what about people like me?
You're ruining our world. What can I say? <laughs> no, but that's that's why I, nobody's forcing you to open a bank account in a fair bank. Like you can do what the fuck you want. But there's people that does yeah, this yeah, job, yeah. and they're like, okay, I'm not. I cannot do it. I, it's good money. Yeah. But it's it doesn't make me sleep at night. It right. So how how important are money? You know, like sure. earning money is good, but money is it's a very objective. It's a very physical material piece of paper. Thing. Yeah. So it's they they earn value because we yeah. give them value. Yeah. yeah. So um, if I have a lot of money but I don't spend them. Mm-hmm. What's the point of having a lot of money? Just for the sake of having money. And that's the value you put on money. Mm. I value money only to the point that makes my life better. or makes me feel better. Mm. The moment I earn maybe more money, but I'm not happy in the way I spend or the way I get them, Jeez. then they, lose, they yeah. lose value to me. That's a fucking heavy topic. I did not realize this this project is going to turn into this. Uh, yeah, I know. Let's, well, yeah. let's talk about uh, easier things. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so, um, how about the weather these days? Oh, uh, boy. So, this <laughs> podcast is Small Talk 101. And Small Talk. I, 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 honestly, I don't know. I think I, I get really stuck with Small Talk. Like, this one thing, this is one thing which is not, like, I, I tell myself that, you know, I'm a people's person, networking, I do for a living, blah, blah, blah. I just can't make small talk. Yeah, it's so like, hard. I, I, I can give it a push, but if there's not a lot of input from the other person, I leave the person so quickly. Yeah, of course. Like, interaction and discussion is a two, the, two ways, you know, even in small talks, you can do. So, let's think of small talks, like... We tend, we not tend to do that very often. Like that's maybe also the reason why we wanted to start a podcast because yeah. we always get super deep in conversations, and uh, we realized it was fun to yeah. record it and maybe two or three people around the world will Max. enjoy it. Max, 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 and one is gonna be my mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say it. No, but um, I enjoy also podcast. I enjoy to listen to very chill podcasts that talk about you know stupid things or like mm. things very not very deep. Yeah, because. Sometimes that that's what you need. You need your brain to chill a bit and just okay. I'm just gonna have an easy talk, easy discussion, yeah. conversation. But when I want to interact with the person, I tend to go deep into the whatever you're talking about. It, it can start with a small talk, mm-hmm. but then you you pick up something that is interesting for me, sure. and I will focus on that and go deep on that. So the, the annoying thing of small talks is when you do small talks just for talking, just so because. Just to just to bring the, uh, the 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 differentiation here. So when you say you know deeper conversations. And more uh, surface level conversations that I don't think that's the difference between small talk. Small talk is the obligatory talk that you do. Like, you know, you're at a party somewhere Mm -hmm. and you're just randomly saying because you just happen to stand with someone and you do a random exchange of three, five sentences because you felt like it was an obligation just because someone is standing next to you. You can have a surface level conversation. There's, okay. there's no engaging. There's, yeah, there's, there's no sort of engagement. Mm. You're doing it because only because of social constructs, because you feel like yeah, there's someone next annoying. to you. That's super annoying. I also, like, because right. I, not, I don't want to do it. Like, yeah. Or I do it for... Sometimes you have to go with it, play yeah, you along. You go with no? it, you yeah. go with it, but then you, you're not enjoying it. But again, you can have this, you can start with a small talk and keep a very surf... No, you can keep a very superficial yeah. arguments. But get engaged in it. Yeah. Like I like your reply. I like the way you talk back. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can just talk about the weather. Fuck it. I, I don't care. Like as as long as you enjoy your presence. Sure. That's that's when small talks is nice. When you are just enjoying each other present. But oh, it, when, I whenever really enjoy your presence all the time. Man. Uh, <laughs> I feel arrested right now. <laughs> HR? Do we HR? have HR already? We should get one. We I should think. get an. So we should have just like someone sitting here, 
and telling us what to say, what not to say, and how not to touch each other. Dude, dude like we should really have that because I'm actually, uh, uh, I'm actually very surprised we didn't like beep anything. <laughs> for now, for now, yeah, I think like, it's gonna get dirty. Sometimes, sometimes we start to bullshit each other, and like that's the thing. Like you start making jokes. You, there's a context here. No, we know each other. We know what we think about, so we can bullshit yeah. about it. So sometimes also people like friends and come over yeah. and like meet us and stuff like this, and we start making these super hard jokes. I don't some... get it because they don't get the context. Like yeah. I, I can make fun of you because I know that you know that I don't think those things about you. Yes. And, and, so, and so back up and so like if you want to put this online, like so you have to be very careful. Yeah. Because the web is a jungle. How oh, it is? You'll get cancelled ju- tomorrow, Alberto. Me myself. You'll like, get cancelled. I will be deleted. <laughs> You'll get cancelled. Cancelled. I made a zero. Yeah. What about my stuff? It's gonna cancel it. as well. I'll take it. No, like me as a person, me as a, as a concept. So all my things, so that I'm related with, will be deleted. Your things, well, expand the a, things. I'm, so like your ownership. What do you mean? Your, I, I'm gonna be deleted. I, I just exi- my existence. Your existence is going to be nullified. You'll still live, but you'll have no objective truth attached with you. That's a thing. And all the object I am attached to. Or that that make are part of my existence. From a third person's point of view, they're detached to you. Shit. So like nothing can be Alberto's because for other people, Alberto is not a real person. Okay, right now I feel like you're just trying to rob me. <laughs> 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 Got you. Oh boy, oh boy, that did not work as planned. <laughs> I know you uh, too well, mate. But mate, let, let's let let's let the lis- listeners know. You know, uh, the one person who's actually listening to this podcast right now. Um, Hi, mom. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, Funny thing, she doesn't speak that very well in English, so she would probably get bored after minutes. (laughs) She'll hear the first line of this podcast and she's like, no. (laughs) Anyhow. So let's give people a bit of a context. Uh, Let's run this discussion off. Why did we decide to do this and how do we even know each other? So those are two very difficult questions. How do you think we know each other? (laughs) Um, Because I know you longer than you know me. You think so? Are you sure? So. Because I heard stories. Really? You're the moon guy, mate. <sighs> okay, so technically then you heard... Okay, no, but when did you hear about... So, okay, context. Otherwise, go. people don't get it. So we're living together. We're flatmates in Berlin. For and about a year almost. Not... Almost a year, yeah. yes. And uh, we live in Berlin in this very weird apartment. Yeah. And um, we, of course, been quarantined together. Uh, me, you, and this other flatmate of ours. Yes. Uh, very international, very nice, but we were just all the time together, like all the time. Yep. And things got freaked out. I was the only one getting out of the house because I was still working. Oh boy. And I was like, wow, guys, these things are degenerating so yeah. fast. But yeah, I f- actually, I was super surprised. Like you moved in in September, yes. no, August. Sep- end of August, September. Yeah, and like after a few weeks, we were already like super buddies. We yeah, yeah. find each other super well. Although... Uh, I, I want to give a bit more context and then I want to talk about something. So uh, I want to talk about the first day I met you, which was uh, mm-hmm. kind of weird. But uh, let's let's uh, roll back to... So why I was discussing this whole idea that who knows first is because I replied to this message by one of the uh, ex-flatmates and I met the other flatmates here, but you were not here. because I was on holiday. No, I was no. moving into your room <laughs> and you were moving into his room. Yeah. So you were away on holiday. So I know about you from that day, the day I came for the casting. But I feel like you got to know about me only after that, no? When when I explained I, I to received, everyone, I received your email saying like, "Hey, guys. oh, you received my email." No, like I didn't, but then we shared. So everyone saw it. Ah, so you know me before then. 
Uh, no, you know what? I think it didn't happen because usually I don't read those emails. So I'm like, I'm not even that for the Just casting. I don't give a fuck. But I read it afterwards. It was right. so, ah, yeah, yeah, I remember. I read it afterwards yeah, after I met cheesy. you. Super cheesy. And I was like, what the? Is this Jai really? <laughs> I mean, sometimes I, I, you I, need to sell yourself. I up. can't put my dick jokes always on uh, applying for houses. No, no, but it was like we were like, yeah, I like movies. And like, uh, we chill together. Like you made a quote from Shaun of the Dead or something like yeah, that. Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, then I moved in. I moved into the apartment, and for the first three days, I was sleeping on the couch in this room that we're recording. Ah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I was here. Yeah, and no, you were not here still. No, I was here. I okay. open. I I show you the the room. No, mate. Yes. You know, I got the keys super late from someone else. And then I was, I, I did not meet anyone for the first three days that I was, the first two days that I was living here. I saw you for the first time on the Saturday that you were back home or other, you were, you were busy with your work. And then you were cleaning this room because we had to uh, switch rooms basically. Uh-huh. So you, we started cleaning the two rooms. So, and why I say it was really weird the first time I met you, because you come into my room. And then you offered to clean my room. And you were so persistent about cleaning the room. And I was just like, no, man, it's okay. It's chill. It's chill. You're I like, still didn't no, get no, paid no. for that. And you were just like, you come into my room with like all of this uh, stuff. And I was like, I wasn't even like intending to clean my room so much. But then now I'm forced to because this, this guy is just like, you know, going Mate, crazy. Like, when I moved to this room, like it was a mess. The previous, ah. the previous guy living here was yeah, like, was, it like, he started was, cleaning at like 6 a.m. in the morning. The day was leaving. Yeah. And I could hear it because you used the vacuum cleaner. I was like, oh, no. I opened the door. I came like, dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'll clean it later. Yeah. So that's how we know each other. Um, so I moved into your room. And I moved into you. Oh. Whoa. Whoa, 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 HR. <laughs> um, and then now we've known each other for, for 10 months, uh, really cool 10 months. We've, we've not done a lot together, but we've experienced a lot together. Like we've not... Well, I think that's uh, common to many people living together during this yeah. COVID quarantine. Like you don't do shit, but... But you've seen, so seen things. You see, seen, you, oh mate, disca- I've seen... I've seen this stuff. house turn into a fucking frat house. <laughs> For one week. It was just the three of us. I was like, <laughs> and then walking into that kitchen, just, oh man, that was... Nate, no, I need to tell the story again. You you heard it so many times, but people maybe don't. So one day I come back from work. Actually, I was in a train and I was like thinking about you two guys. I was like, I think they are getting a bit, you know, stressed by staying at home the whole yeah. time. And I felt guilty because I was the only one leaving the house for, for work. Yeah. And I felt, I, I, there's no reason for that, but I felt guilty, like, ah, oh, yeah. poor guys, they're staying home all the time, they're going crazy, I could see that, I could see the madness <laughs> growing, Well, I have at least the luck to steam off, go to work, do something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, with, I had this in my mind, and I opened the door of the apartment, <laughs> and I hear a scream, like, someone screaming, terif- terrifying scream, high like, pitch, high pitch, like, like, like <laughs> what the fuck, people, people, like, Someone's getting ah, they're they're knifing each other now. Fuck! And then, so, I I was a bit scared. I went to the to the kitchen, and I was not ready to what I saw. I was really not ready. So like the kitchen was completely a mess. Not a mess. Like it was completely. It was just different. <laughs> just you guys, transform. you guys put all the furniture one against the wall in one side. It was like the table. On top of the table there was a chair. On top of the chair there was a projector. And in front of it, you put a couch and you were playing FIFA with a projector in the kitchen and screaming super loud because, because you were beating him, like something like that. You were, yeah. you, were, you were like winning big time and you start screaming like, ah! And I was like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah, what that... the fuck? I was so worried about you. And then 
that fucking projector and all that furniture stayed like that for a week. We were trying to cook around the furniture and like eating on the couch <laughs> while playing so FIFA. So crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I remember wa then walking into the, the kitchen the next week once we had like gone, gone over that phase and I walked into the kitchen and I was like, no, man. No, this is not how we can be spending our <laughs> Yeah, you, had, we, you guys had like one week of madness, you know, rock like bottom, rock bottom. Rock and then, bottom. then, then you snap like, out. Okay, no, no, no. One day you <laughs> snap out of it and it's like, oh, okay, no, this, <laughs> this is enough. a frat house. We need to, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but man, it's been, it's been really fun. It's been yeah. uh, absolutely a joy ride uh, with you for a yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. But let, let's, let's keep on this thing because uh, I guess this is something that fed everybody's lives in, around the globe. The, mm -hmm. The COVID crisis and the quarantine. Yeah. And there are so many things we could talk about because it, the, the crisis exploded and it showed us so many things of our society that we're not facing it. Or even, even just... Or we don't understand. We don't understand. And it. now we... Maybe you knew, but it was never clear to your face. Mm. Or like, even though the misleading concept of control, no? Sure. That we are in control of things. Like in, in, the last, in the last, <laughs> No, but in the last 50 years, we... Yeah. Or even less, like especially in Europe, after the World War happened and mm. all the reconstruction and the fall of the wall. Yeah. So like the tension finally ended. We kind of felt like, okay, like we are the... Sorted. We're sort of like never is going to... Nothing's going to happen again. Only because up now. <laughs> we are we are strong. We are peaceful with each other, at least within Europe, yeah. more or less. Yeah. But like there are there were some crises, but they were very minor. And yeah. um, on top of that, you see the technology, the advancements we had. Like I still remember when I had like my Nokia N23. Yeah. And you feel like... Bitch, we own this world. Like, yeah, we are in control of everything. And then, snap. Yeah. And then you realize, okay, life is still life. You know, there are still people St dying and structures, stuff like this. Yeah, what people don't understand is that the structures that we built are very fragile. And it... And that's, again, that's something I knew. Yeah. Like, I, but never, but I didn't feel, I didn't experience it. Yeah. So it was... And now it's clear on my face. What I want to focus is on the different countries, how they deal with that. Mm -hmm. So we both had uh, luck or, anyway, the... the chance yeah, to be able to see enough, yeah. to see what was happening in different part of the world yes from from crazy because we are living in germany germany had a very chilled crisis let's be let's face it like yeah. people that died it's 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 bad it's sad but it went very very well and yeah. also the whole social restriction we were supposed to have yeah. for me was like almost no pain at all yeah not only because i was still working but also because i could see my family back in italy and you could see your family in, in india but also your friends in usa sure. in, in uk no we can see that because we are connected to it right and made like germany got like a, a nice walk in the mountain and came back Pretty like much. super yeah. easy and um and i have this feeling of like fuck it's not for, it's not fair you know it should be so do, do you think yeah okay so that that's that's what you're trying to come at the you know the the obstacle of what just happened mm -hmm. or the, coming over so cuz people in italy have gone through something horrific right they've seen mm -hmm. so many people die people in the us are right now going through with a lot of things that's happening there something really horrific the cases are still on the rise so you're saying that in germany the lesson learned is not as strong as other places do you think? Do you think For you? Sure. You think For you sure. only learn a lesson when you're facing adver so, adversi uh, adversity? First, first of all, I'm not sure that we're gonna learn any lesson out of this. The world in general, or I can talk for Italians for sure. example, because I'm I, I'm into that sure. uh, culture very very deep. So uh, I can see there's gonna be changes, of course, mm -hmm. in our society, in our way of thinking. I'm not sure there's gonna be good changes. I'm not sure people will actually learn 
the lesson here. Because okay. that's also what, what all of us thought about it. After this, we're going to be better persons because we went through difficulties together. Right. But that's not, that's not sure. You're, you don't know that. Like, it could just be a complete forget after 10, 5 years. And after five years, everybody was, ah, yeah, I remember the time. Yeah, whatever. I don't want to spend money on uh, on health system because it's uh, it's not profitable. Yeah. Uh, you know, like th this kind of changes. I hope it will happen. I'm not sure of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, because it's crazy. I mean, as we talk right now, there's, there's India, which is, I mean, I'm from India, so obviously it hurts a lot more. But uh, as we talk on 5th of July, India's cases are skyrocketing still. Mm -hmm. um, and the lockdown has come to an end. The government is rethinking their policy, but the problem with India is also with the poverty and how people the, are organized in the unorganized sector of labor. It's very hard to have a lockdown. But what I'm trying to get at is that I feel like there's a lot of people who are going to learn a lot of things from it. The problem is the political class. That's my problem. Like, this mm -hmm. is something I saw yeah. in Germany, which I was kind of really proud about that with all the the problems that they have in their governments like you know these multiple party system uh which i love but mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of bickering that happens internally it's basically a kindergarten the german <laughs> legislative system but when it came to the crisis time they unanimously passed multiple articles and laws yeah. to help and sort of inject or pause the economy yeah i saw that a lot in germany i don't see that a lot otherwise yeah i can totally relate to that so like Germans love to complain and discuss about yeah. everything, especially about politics. There's so much into yeah. politics, way more than other European sure. countries. But they're also like... Pass me, pass me the term, Germans. So whenever there's something that needs to be done, they do it. Yeah. Well, in Italy, during the whole crisis, the, the, the mantra was like, let's not make things worse, let's not complain. But there was mm -hmm. not support on things that were happening. Yeah. So, especially the moment that the crisis started to go down, so the cases started to go down yeah. and relaxation of rules, bam, divided like even more than before. Everybody's thinking their own things, everybody's blaming each other. Yeah. And it's, it's so annoying because as a country, you want to feel united when things like this sure. happen, you know? Like we are together going through this. On the surface, it was like that, but underneath, mm -hmm. no. Because especially our political class, they only think about their own interests. Sure. And you can really see that because they are... Pushing forward all these dividing uh, arguments. Divisive policies, yes. Divisive policies. Divide, also, like, just to earn better and sure. exploit the situation. Right. And that's something that I see and makes me mad. Very and I'm so mad that people don't see that. Mm -hmm. Like, all of them see that. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, I think, that's a big difference. Because Italy is a country we are not very united. Mm -hmm. So since the unification of Italy, like, 150 years ago, sure. it was still a very divided country. And there are so many internal conflicts still now. Yeah. Uh, while Germans, on the other side, they are one, one people, no? In a way, like, when, when things matter... Debatable! <laughs> debatable, yeah, but when things matter, I think at least there's a responsibility on that. I've had some time to think about this, obviously, um, in the last few weeks. Is, could it be, and this is a question I pose to you, could it be basically also linked to good policies coming from the top? So in, in Germany, we see, you know, people like Angela Merkel, right? Mm -hmm. I respect her for her policies. In New Zealand, you see uh, Jacinda Ardern. She's a really good leader, mm -hmm. uh, the way she works. But then... Well, you're on saying you, we need women leading. 
Taiwan, <laughs> women prime minister, lead, led it amazingly. Iceland, okay, there's two people in Iceland, but none, <laughs> none, of, them, none of them got fucked. And one is ruling, the other is falling. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, but then you see countries where there's a lot of conflict in that level is with a lot of incompetence in government. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense to anyone's political views, but Trump is a fucking idiot. He's a blithering idiot when it comes to actually working. So I feel like it might also be that in crisis, you really need good leadership. Now that leadership could be controversially bad, like Xi Jinping in China, Mm -hmm. right? Not a lot of people are big fans of him, you know? But uh, he's a decisive leader, Mm -hmm. right? So he's a good leader, not for the... Well, not for my side, someone else's side. Not for the point he stands, but for the way he leads. He's a good leader, right? But then you look at other countries, especially the US, like... It could be another president, it could be an actual wartime president, like like Churchill, you know? Churchill was on the other spectrum when, when, when he was appointed. But people still ended up respecting his leadership because they saw that, okay, he can get people together and go towards one goal. But with the US right now, it's just been very divisive. And I think that's what we need to learn, that in the top cream of the political class, you need to have competence. You need to vote in. You need to vote. You need to go and be responsible. I think we all need to be a bit more responsible in in the way we... Because sitting here looking at the corona crisis and then blaming it all on a government? No. Mm Because we have been putting multiple governments in the last 20, 25 years and this is what it's led to. So I think we all need to be responsible. Trivia question, actually. Something I never asked you. Yeah. Have you ever put anyone into a government? Because you've been living abroad for a very long time. I have never voted in my life. I have never voted in my life. I like to preach. You're such a, like such a hypocrite. You're, I'm a politician. No, fuck you. I'm a politician. You're an asshole. I told you that. Like, you never fucking vote and then you say, like, it's very, we put governments. You did nothing. You did shit, mate. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm no, 24 no, no, years no, 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 no. old. No, this podcast is over. Over, you liar. Well done. Okay, a, this uh, was great. And with this very sad ending, I think we can close this first episode. <laughs> what's, what's that show? Um, or the old Top Gear and now the new... Uh, uh, yeah. And on that disappointment, thank you so much for watching this episode. <laughs> Chai, you're very disappointment. I am disappointment. <laughs> All right, thanks, I'm man. shocked. <laughs> this has been a pleasure and I'm hoping we can continue this. And I'm not sure the viewer can continue this after this. But, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much. If you managed to endure this almost 40 minutes of podcast, congratulations. Wow. You won a, uh, a puppet. You got, you got a stuffed animal. Well done. Well now, done. Now you can do whatever you want to that stuffed animal. Yes. Thank you very much for being with us. I hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast. Hopefully we'll see you soon in the next episode. One or yeah. one. I don't know. Like, uh, we'll <laughs> see if see. this is a pilot or not. We'll see. Uh, you can find us in the all major uh, streaming devices or yes. platform like Pornhub and <laughs> yes absolutely this will be Seriously, the, the where, video where? version will be on Pornhub for really? sure really we don't we don't even know where we're gonna podcast this somewhere somewhere no, somewhere but anyhow thank you so much like share subscribe to nothing because we we're not nothing. we have no marketing budget so this is not going anywhere anyhow goodbye thank you so much. sigla jingle <laughs>